You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another episode of the world's team on blogging the boys network in partnership with SB nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. It is absolutely freezing here in Scotland right now. And I'm just happy to be here and talk some Cowboys football It is the weekend and let's go. Yeah. I survived a tornado yesterday. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> tornado season came early here in Texas. So that was a that was a fun Thursday night activity to you know get the closet prepared just in case. I just I still think it's pretty surreal. Like I experienced my first ever tornado last year when I was staying in Dallas, right? and I still remember like I just remember my phone going absolutely bananas, like the pure eh, eh, eh sounds. It's like my phone's never done that before, and it's like tornado warning. I was like, "What, really?" And yeah. me, be, and me, never experienced it before. I'm like, I'm actually looking out the one, open the window, looking outside. My friends don't know, get back inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have enjoyed uh, what me and my neighbor did. We um, we have rooftops, and we were up on the roof watching it blow in, waiting for the the winds to start. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, we were up in the, we, we were talking about like you know just whenever the sky turns a little green uh that's when you know it's hailing or whatever but it was like kind of orangey and you know that's really more like the light pollution of um the city and then two seconds later there was like big pops of like blue and green and it was because the transformers were blowing out everywhere (laughs) jeez yeah so we got a good view of that um but yeah, the wind came whipping through and then we got tornado warnings and stuff like that. But it was it was in and out. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And then I went and got a margarita. So, you know, not too shabby. You can't be a good margarita. That's still one of my it's still my one of yeah. my favorite drinks, especially when it's frozen. Yes. Well, I'm thinking about everybody out in the burbs that got the real the real deal damage and all that stuff. So we're Texans, we're tough, you know. The spiel. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, we have some things to go over today. Um, you're the best at keeping track of this stuff. I am not so much great at it, but Paul is always informed about who is visiting the star. Right. So, so far as of just over an hour ago, we have an updated list of all the players that have visited the star. And so far, we've got 57 players that have visited. And um, quite a lot of the players are likely going to go in the first round. But the ones that do stand out to me right now is like so, um, the linebacker from, let me check. Oh, God. 
let me just double check. Dalian <laughs> Hanley from Washington State. Yeah. So oh, even though, that. yeah, so he's not going to be a first rounder, I don't think. But this is, he could land on our laps on the second round, depending on how things roll along. But he is highly touted. Um, but uh, but all the other players in terms of the wide receivers, say Flowers uh, from Boston College, you've got uh, Tank Dell from Houston, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, and Jordan Addison from USC. But those guys, but likes of those um, guys there, like Flowers and Jigba and Addison, I don't think they're going to be there at number 26. But other wide receivers like Jalen Hylett from Tennessee, that's a possibility as well in the second round. But for, see, when it comes to this first round draft pick, I have no idea where we're going to go on this. But looking at this list, there's not one offensive lineman that has visited yet. Not one. So like we've that. had a, so we have had a bunch of defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers. The majority of the, the list is consist of cornerbacks, safeties, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret that they are. Um looking to get a quarterback i think yep. it's silly but everyone's like oh yeah in the first round no 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 yeah yeah because all the quarterbacks are mentioned on the list so you've got hendon hooker from tennessee matt studgren from tcu malik cunningham from ucla um thompson robinson uh sorry sorry cunningham from louisville thompson robinson from ucla clayton chun from byea from houston and Jaron Hill from BYU. And so I'm gonna have to suggest that we stay away from BYU quarterbacks. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> There's far too many hot moms around this area for, for that to go down. Um, but I'm the who sorry, where is Max Dugan um like rated? What round? Um, so far, according to PFF, he is likely going to be like a seventh or sixth rounder at best. But so I definitely think if that's the if that's based on accurate projections, then it's worth taking the gamble on a late round on him for sure. But some people say he might actually go undrafted despite how much he done well for TCU, which I find is quite quite crazy to think about. That's really interesting. I mean, I can't say that I watched too many TCU games this year. Um, I did watch that Kansas State game, and I did obviously watch the playoff games and the championship. Um, that kind of it just kind of surprises me. And what where's Hooker graded? Do we know? Hooker is graded as a second round, third round talent. Huh. Intriguing. I'm kind of surprised Max isn't I don't even know if like what year he was to be honest with you um I'm kind of surprised he must be older because I'm surprised that he's not sticking around mm. but uh but just to kind of add on top of that as well like I'm just looking at the list of cornerbacks I think so there's like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen cornerback defensive backs have been um been have visited and there's been five safeties so we're definitely going to be hitting the 
the back ends of the defence in the draft for sure, if that's based on all those visits, I reckon. Huh. Do you but, feel uh, like the visits from last year kind of were in line with what they ended up picking or no? Because I feel like didn't like C.D. Lamb, for example, that's two years ago, but... C.D. Lamb was pretty much a, a surprise to everyone. I yeah, think. he wasn't like second but, 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 Yeah, because yeah, I think Jerry had it in his mind. It's like, what's the point having C.D. Lamb for an interview if he thinks he's already going to be gone by then? And I think to uh, Jerry's surprise that he was there available at number... I think it was number 17 in that year of the draft, I believe. And he's like, hey, listen, I don't care if we have an interview. I'm picking him. So it was definitely a Jerry pick for sure. It's like, I think even Mike McCarthy was quite surprised that, that he was available. Yeah, but sorry, just, I sidestepped that. Like, do you feel like the last year that the uh, the guys that they had in the building kind of reflects what they ended up picking or? Yeah, there, there's a few names that kind of made, especially like when you look at the undrafted free, uh, the undrafted guys like uh, Lindstrom and stuff like that. Those were, those were guys that visited and we ended up picking up as well. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think, um, looking at the the combine tracker of the players that visited is definitely a great indication of players to look out for that that who might be there within reach in the draft. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm very much on the. I would love to get an O lineman in the first. Um, yeah, that's the biggest surprise for me right now. That the fact there's yeah. not even one offensive guard or one offensive tackle being in for a visit yet, and I'm saying yet. So yeah, it's, yeah. Still, it's, it's still early, but um, but as of right now, none have visited right now. Interesting. Okay, well, who out of those guys are you like most jazzed about? That we um, oh, good question. Right, so I am. I do like the likes of Dalen Henley, who I mentioned from Washington State, the linebacker. But he's not going to be a far. I don't think he'll be a first round. I think our best bet is going to be second round or try and trade up somewhere in the second to get him, depending what happens. Um, the two cornerbacks, like the Christian Gonzalez and Devin Weatherspoon, I like those guys, but they are not going to be there at number 26. There's no chance they're going to be there. Gonzalez is something else. Like, a lot of people are rating Gonzalez. And, sorry, Gonzalez, I can't even speak. Oh, my goodness. Um, Gonzalez, who plays for Oregon, he's had an outstanding season. He's looking really good. And, uh, yeah, and he's been nothing but sensational. And everyone's really excited for him. So, you people reckon he'll be like a top ten pick. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think from who else from other positions. Oh, so I just, um, now every time I say interesting, I'm like smacking myself internally. Yeah, I know. We keep <laughs> we keep doing that. It's, it seems to be the moniker word of our show. It's interesting. It's <laughs> Um, but uh, but like I said, defensive tackles. Uh, we've only we're only looking at four of them right now, which is De- Devin Dexter from Florida, Dante Stills from Western VA, DJ Dale from Alabama, and Keondre Corbin from Texas. Which I'm quite surprised about the fact that we've not actually looked at Ojomo, the other defensive tackle, which is the um, who's pretty much more uh 
a one-tip position mm-hmm. type of guy. I don't know too much about Coburn, to be honest, who plays on the opposite side uh, with Ojomo. But I'm gonna, I'm well be doing more research on these guys to say if these guys, because I know I have a gut feeling that we're not gonna draft a a free tech, which is the guy that fits in between the gap. Um, you weren't a guy that's more up against the center and the inside guard. So, um, someone like a what? Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Hankins is. Like that's the type of guy. That's the type of guy we we want. We want someone that actually stops the run from the inside. An absolute run stopper. That's what we're looking to see. So, I'm going to do my due diligence a little bit more into those guys. But in terms of the wide receivers, the guy I'm most excited about of those wide receivers is Safe Flowers from Boston College. And what grade is he again? He's going to be a first rounder, easily first rounder. Think that we would take? I just I don't know. I, I listen. I, if we pick a first, if, if we pick a wide receiver, I would not be mad. Really? I would not be mad. I would not be mad. I'd be very happy with that. I personally like would not be happy. Um, I don't know. Just I just think about how many there aren't a lot of um, wide receivers that just like take the world by storm in their first year. Um. Maybe uh, I think I think Addison will probably do that. Like I think Addison will be gone early in the draft. But let's just say Flowers, like he's he's not the tallest wide receiver out there, but he's just he's got speed. He's got some good speed on him, and that's one thing I think we kind of lacked in our offense a little bit. Um, but in terms of um, other wide receivers out there, they'll say Jalen Hyatt who could be a second round, third rounder there from Tennessee. Those guys, like, I mean, I'm at, and here's the thing, like, you you mentioned there, like, you're not a big fan of maybe drafting the right receiver. Here's my take. I'm not a big fan of drafting a running back. Oh, I'm because not. Because the amount of people I'm seeing saying, oh, if B. John Robinson from Texas is there at 26, we need to pick him. I'm, uh, I get the sentiment because it would be great for marketing, but, and don't get me wrong, BJ Robinson is a great run, running back when he's got the ball, but he needs to be the complete package if you're going to be a number one draft pick. Yeah. Because what Zeke can do, he can pass block for your quarterback. He's basically Zeke in his first five years, but he can pass block, by Tony, pass block like Tony Pollard. That's my that's my comparison of B. John Robinson. It might sound harsh, but because when you look at the tape of B. John Robinson trying to protect his quarterback, he gets steamrolled and forced back into the pocket so easily. But when he's running motionly with the ball, oh, he, he's great to watch. But there's there's no doubt about it. Like he's a great runner, like, and he would be a great asset to any team where it comes to if they run the ball quite a lot. But if they start um doing pass protect like. Like passing plays, I would get someone else in there. Maybe get a fullback instead, or like just to help protect your quarterback if your O line are kind of a wee bit diminished. But other than that, I would not draft them, to be honest. All right? Yeah, I'm. I wasn't high on that either. Um, I I'm just still like, we have so many positions that are a 
dire, more dire need and like that you're going to have a harder time filling with free agency. Okay, so here's the question then. What would yeah. you say is your, what would you say is your top five positions of need for the okay. Cowboys going into yeah going into the draft right now before uh, free agency hits and all the like if we make any new signings or whatever that or resign people? What would you say is the top five? I'd like an an offensive lineman. Yep. Either guard or tackle. I'll take what I can get. Um. I would like a cornerback. Yep. I would like a safety. Oh, Brian! Brian would be very happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm just I'm not high on getting um a wide receiver in the first round just because I think that that's just such a developmental position coming into a new offense from like college to NFL. Yeah, so, so for me, I've got it's a toss up between well, oh, no, really, it, it's a toss up between off offensive like interior offensive linemen and yeah. not not exterior, not like tackles, but definitely guard. Um, then it's defensive tackle, then followed by linebacker. Then I would say that then it's cornerback, then wide receiver. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want a right wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of good. That, I mean, this the, the talent pool for for this year's wide receiver core, like all through the draft, is pretty good. So, I think whoever we do draft are going to make an impact. Like, I'm really interested to see if Jalen Jalen Tolbert can actually turn around his rookie season. Like. If yeah. he can actually, if he can, even if he can actually get on the field and actually not jump offside, that's an improvement from last year. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm not like, like I said, I'm not opposed to getting uh, drafting a wide receiver at all. I'm just like not keen on doing it in your first round. I just, yeah. I also think that there's so many, um, there's a lot of good options in free agency that you should explore before you put all your just. Just I'm, I don't know. If you, if you look that, at yeah. that, like even someone as elite as CD, like took time to develop in in this offense. So it's just like it's not something that happens overnight. And for that position, right now, I'm thinking you really do need an immediate impact guy, and you can't really gamble on that. Yeah, I think with now we're going a different route with our offense under Mike McCarthy. 
No, well, yeah, like that so. leads us to uh, his comments on Kellen Moore. Not it wasn't necessarily on Kellen Moore, but just like what he intends to do with the offense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like, obviously he has his vision, what he wants to do, and what his statement uh, talking about. He doesn't want to be the number one offense. He wants to be in the number one team in the NFL to and be the team to win overall and win championships. Like and not go all done whole on the passing game. I completely agree with his comments on this. And again, I think this is a testament of him taking more responsibility as a head coach, taking on that and literally just saying, listen, we're going to run things my way now. If anything fails, it's going to be on me. But I think the way we're going to go, and I think this is going to help Dak out especially, take the pressure off him a little bit as well. Well, yeah, and like, okay, so just to give a little more context, um, he said, I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light the score, scoreboard up, but I want to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I think yep. when you're a coordinator, um, you know, but you're in charge of the offense, being a head coach, being a play caller, you're a little more in tune with everything. And then he said, you know, doesn't want to be the number one offense. He wants to be the number one team. And then he said, if we got to give up some production and take care of the ball better to get that, that's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. That's why, that's why that, okay. So with that, it's just giving the vibe that you're tagging Tony. I don't know. I don't even want to get into what I think they're going to do with Zeke. I don't really know yet, but that if you're, you really need an, like a, solid offensive line if you're going to be running the damn ball all the time 100 percent because because if you're if your offensive lineman cannot block and you're getting defensive linemen and linebackers getting beyond the line of scrimmage then it's not on the running backs fault it's on the o-line's fault yeah and you know there we talked about how um they they had that um the new offensive line coach was or Sorry, the new running backs coach was previously an offensive line assistant. Um, yep. That's really interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm just like, why? I, you know, I'll give them time. They're going to get some offensive the, line guys. Building. There's a there's a lot of question marks thrown into this season. Like, but but yeah. it's a, a bit. So a lot of it is exciting to see. Yes. Like, we don't know uh-huh. what the outcome is going to be, but. I'm actually like the direction it's going to go. The fact that we're we're bringing in certain coaches to kind of help develop our running game, help develop yeah. our offensive linemen for the run game. Like we're going to develop them more based on, which is pretty much going to be a West Coast style of offense. Like it all is, is it's making me smile thinking about it. <laughs> but whether that will the execution play uh, work out, that's the big question mark. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, this this is where it gets juicy, guys. Like, we're, it really does. We're reading in between the lines. We're we're trying to see, get behind the curtain and see what they're doing. Like, they're cooking back there. I don't know what what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we're we're trying. It's like we're trying to come up with conspiracy theories here now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like given that statement, you know, it it's it tells me, you know, that. And what they've been doing with coaches. It just tells me that offensive line is going to be a big deal. 
and that I think they're really going to tag Tony. I think that's the writing on the wall there. Um, yeah. We, won't, we don't have to get into that because you, you and I both hate the franchise tag. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the franchise tag is basically a recipe of screwing up your salary cap for the long run, yeah. I think. I'm, I'm completely with you on that. And you know how they love to mess with the cap. Um, so, yeah. like, not, not surprising. But, yeah, I just it just feels like that's the writing on the wall. It does feel like I've, and I hope this to be true, that offensive line is going to be a um, big part of this offense, as it should be, as it always should be. Um, and that kind of, it's like, they talked about, you know, re-signing Tyron. And when we talked about this before we started recording, um, you know, you were you were saying, you know, you thought that he might be have more of a backup role. Well, based on his age, mm-hmm. his availability, he's not played a full season in what six, seven years. Like, and also, like, what happens if you like? I would. What we're going to do with Tyler Smith is he? Are we going to kick him back inside and play Tyron on the left, where? where Tyler Smith has actually been very sound playing left tackle and when we've had like Conor McGovern playing a more um, consistent role playing left guard and you've got Terrence Steele who's coming back who proved to be a diamond in the rough for us this season and it clearly showed when Steele went out our run game diminished and I just and when we saw Tyron Smith playing on the right hand side he wasn't as effective so I think I hate to say it, I think Tyron's best days are actually gone. And it's always good. But and this is where I'm saying the new contract will be more of a kind of a backup role where we'll just play them when we can. Yeah. Um I just have a hard time believing that you're having Tyron as a backup. It just like feels weird to me. It just feels weird. To imagine so, him being cool with that, it's just like so. I, I, so here's the thought process. I'm thinking business side. I think you're thinking very sentimental on this. I'm not really though. I just don't think that he's gonna do that. Like, yeah, he's gonna accept but, a deal and then be a backup guy. I mean, I would have thought Tyron would have actually retired. To be perfectly honest with you, same. I don't disagree with you. I thought that was like for sure where this was going, especially after that um, that injury last year. But like, I think the this this uh, saying gets beaten to the ground like every year that his like his sixty percent is better than a lot of people's one hundred percent. Blah blah blah. If he's um, playing at left, if he's playing at left tackle, absolutely. But right. But if he's if he's if you're playing him on the right hand side, you're gonna get maybe like twenty percent out of him because he's out of his own natural stance. Yeah, like he's played all the majority of his whole career playing on the left. So um, these are all good points. I just like have a really hard time imagining that he is gonna be okay with that. I think if it. I think if there's a like strong case of him getting a Super Bowl ring, I'm he'll probably will do that. But I just again, we just don't know what Jerry and Stephen are going to do, and that's the most unpredictable I mean, thing in the world. Saying that they're going to resign him, but we just don't know the extent of it. That's yeah. the mystery. 
Yeah, well, I never know what they're gonna do. Honestly, they're. Yeah. I mean, I say that, and then like they do the weird thing where they just like have word vomit and tell everyone like what cards they're holding, and you know, then we end up with the deals like last year with Amari Cooper and whatnot. But yeah, was just, yeah, it was not bringing that one. Sometimes they like to play poker, and sometimes they're like, "Here, take everything. I don't care," and I hate yeah. when they do that. <laughs> Well, now that you mentioned uh, Amari Cooper, at least Stephen Johnson has came out and said that he kind of feels like that he should have improved on that deal. I mean, of course. I mean, here's the thing. Jerry, in his flip phone, don't know what everyone else is saying, really. And so he's, like, saying it how it is, like how they're actually thinking. And then Stephen's reading all the comments, and he's like, let me do a little damage control. So I don't believe for two seconds that he cares about that deal. Even though, like, mm. he, I know that he think I know that he knows that Cowboys Nation cares about that a lot. So, like, you know, save a little space, but yeah, I mean, I think it's the fact that after that trade happened, and we saw other wide receivers who are, I would say, less skilled than Cooper went for more. That's the that's the killer, I think. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, yeah, we won't beat a dead horse. <laughs> a lot yeah. of that killer. Um, and I hated every minute of it. Um, anyways, yeah, well, just keep an eye out for the tire and stuff for me. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't see him taking a step back if he's, if he comes back, but you know, cause if you think about it this way, like there's a lot of guys where you're like, oh sure. They would stick around you know, star on your helmet, more opportunities, whatever. But honestly, especially after, you know, we watched Damar Hamlin this year, it's like even more so like get the bag while you can. And I understand that philosophy. So, yeah, totally. Because nothing, nothing is guaranteed this no. at all. And you're putting your entire life and body on the line every game that you play. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, and it, like, and did you see um, what was it, Byron Byron Jones, former cowboy, no place from Miami, retired. No, I didn't. Like, I did not notice that. No. Okay, so he retired, and he like made a statement, um, saying, you know, I don't know if it was worth it for me to like the the excruciating pain that I feel on a daily basis. I don't know um, if the chronic pain for the rest of my life is worth, you know, playing in the NFL. Man, I did not know that. Yeah. Like, because like I'm just currently looking at it now, he's still registered, but man, but that's 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 a bit of a shocker. Because I thought Byron would have still played at least in that two years or something like okay, that. Okay, so it's on his Instagram. It says, <clears throat> and it's the Byron Jones. He says, eight years ago, I set the world record in the standing broad jump at the NFL Combine. Today, I can't run or jump because of the injuries I've sustained while playing this game. Do not take the pills they give you. Do not take the injections they give you. If you absolutely must, consult an outside doctor to learn about the long-term implications. Playing in the NFL has come at a regrettable cost I did not foresee. In my opinion, no amount of professional success or financial gain 
is worth chronic pain or disabilities. Godspeed to the draft class of 2023. Wow. That, that, that's quite a bold statement he just made there. Yeah. So that's his, it's at the top of his profile if you need to go check it out. Um, but he did retire and apparently cannot run and or jump. And that sucks. Yeah. Like, if uh, health, health matters for anything. And this is why we keep saying, like, we keep talking about, like, so Tyron Smith for this, like, with all the injuries he's getting every year, it's like, is it really worth it for him to come back and actually get injured again and again and again? Like, and I agree with you. And that's why I think we both thought that he would retire and I still wouldn't be. Yeah. It would not shock me if he ended up retiring and I would support his decision either way. I mean, it's his choice, but gosh, like that, that was a a little eye-opening post that he made the other day. So. Yeah. Like it's definitely, it's definitely shocked me. I did not, I did not expect that to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously we wish the best for Byron, but yeah, but that's why it's like, and even he, I'm sure he is even looking at like you know this everything that happened this year. It's just that's why guys, I'm never gonna get mad at a guy going to get as much money as he can while he can. Um, it's an extremely violent game that they play that we all love to watch, but they if they think they can make more money for their family in the long run, like that's their decision. Yeah. I mean, how many, I mean, I'm just trying to think how many seasons he's played. So he's played what? Eight, yeah. Seven full seasons in the NFL. Obviously he missed out all the last year. Yeah. 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 I think, oh, yeah, obviously with last season, not just to be able to do anything in that, like, pfft. Yeah, just need to wish him all the best and uh, see what he does outside of football. So, yeah, I would I would love to hear him like kind of speak on all that stuff, you know? Yeah, like be like a consultant for health and safety or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, but, I could see that. But that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Either way, um, sorry to bring the mood down, but I was like, I didn't, I didn't know you didn't know that. Let me. Uh... No, no, not at all. It's, <laughs> I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a former cowboy, and also it's very educational as well. Yeah. And it just, and it's just you always need to bring to light like the the risks playing this game mm-hmm. is so high. Like it, it's, it could be one moment, and that's it. And there we go. Yeah. Exactly. And like. I know there's a, there's a couple guys on this team that, you know, are free agents or could be negotiating a contract. And like, before you get on your keyboard and say that they don't deserve something, just, you know, think about the fact that they're literally putting their bodies and lives on the line. And that sounds, that sounds dramatic, but we watched it this year. So I said what I said. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) When you, I'm just going to use this as a reference. So, you know, the film Any Given Sunday, right? With Al Pacino, yeah. right? Uh, you saw the scenes where you see some players, like the, in particular, Lawrence Taylor's character, Shark. He's like, come, come on, dog, give me the pills, like, so I can be going the field. That will have a knock on effect. You can see he has the, all those concussions during the, during the movie and stuff like that. Like, that really does happen in real life. Like, 
Like, yeah. I mean, who? I think I'm, about the fact that was a uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle even like really supposed to be walked on. And don't don't forget it too, uh, the quarterback for the Dolphins yes. playing with oh playing with, playing with concussion. Mm-hmm. That that should have never have happened. No, it shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, there really needs to be a stricter protocol in place. I think we can all agree on that. Um, 100%. So, goodness gracious. Well, we have a lot to keep an eye on, as always. This is the juicy part of the season. Um, yep, NFL Combine is ongoing. The, the cornerbacks are on as we speak. Um, which is a lot to keep your eyes out on because it likes a players that we mentioned, like a Joey Porter from Penn State. He's out there being, he's been having a good time out there in the combine right now. So keep your eyes out for him. He could be a potential guy at number 26, potentially. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. This is, this is just a fun time. It's like, it can kind of like seem like it's boring, but if you like keep your, keep your, ear to the ground like there's always something happening especially always, with jerry's yeah. mouth <laughs> see this is the one one thing i love about this type of season uh, like this in particular with the draft right and there's a saying i always say about the draft the, the draft is the, is the lottery you just don't know what you're getting it's like a, in fact it's more like deal or no deal in a way like you're given a box you're selected it but you just don't know how big the prize is inside that box. Doesn't matter if it's a first rounder, that first rounder might be a bust. You might pick up a fifth rounder and might be an, the next star to become an NFL legend. You may never know. Some players might be like, and you're seeing players who are becoming fifth rounders moving up the board. You've seen players from first round moving down the board. It, it's, it's, a, it's crazy times when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to the draft season. Alrighty. Well, we are not going to have Paul on next week, um, unfortunately, but we'll get someone good on for you guys. And uh, then the week after, we are going to do a little uh, mock draft. draft. It'll give uh, me some time to actually do what I got to do because this week was bananas. You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we both had that problem. Um, so Paul, tell everyone where they can find you and, uh, while you keep your ear to the ground about all the people that are visiting us coming up. Yep. So guys, uh, you can follow me at I am peace Stu on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can, we have so many people that are keeping track of everything that is happening day in and day out. You can check that out at bloggingtheboys.com. We also have podcasts for you every single day, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's great. Review, subscribe, blogging the boys. And, um, you know, tell Paul that he has a great beard. It has gotten rather long to be fit. Well, long-ish <laughs> for my liking. So I do need to get touched up a little bit, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime. All right, guys, as always, go Cowboys, and we'll catch you next week. Dallas forever. Belly for never. That is right.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.